My name is Marat Vadim. I'm a cardiology fellow at the Duke University Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina. Today I'll be discussing the results of the study titled The Prognostic Value of Diastolic and Systolic Mechanical Left Ventricular Dyssynchrony Among Patients with Coronary Artery Disease and Heart Failure. To the background, the prevalence and prognostic value of diastolic and systolic dyssynchrony in patients with coronary artery disease and heart failure is not well understood. What we have done is we have tested a large prospective registry of patients enrolled at the Duke Medical Center following myocardial perfusion imaging between the years of 2003 and 2009. All patients had baseline characteristics collected and had adjudicated clinical outcomes. We included only patients with known CAD with an angiographic appearance of at least one vessel with 50% blockage. These patients were matched with their clinical characteristics and subsequent follow-up was provided. In total, we identified nearly 1,300 patients, of which a quarter had known clinical heart failure. Median follow-up was seven years, with nearly 540 recorded deaths. To no surprise, patients with coronary artery disease and heart failure had a higher incidence of dyssynchrony than patients with coronary artery disease alone. This was nearly twice as high. Also, to no surprise, patients with coronary artery disease and heart failure had a lower survival than patients with coronary artery disease alone. What was surprising is that patients with heart failure were found to have no statistically significant interaction with dyssynchrony measures in unadjusted and adjusted survival models. Our conclusion was that patients with coronary artery disease have a high prevalence of mechanical dyssynchrony as measured by GSPEC MPI and had a higher mortality in patients with coronary artery disease alone. However, clinical outcomes associated with mechanical dysynchrony did not differ in patients with or without heart failure. So some of the implications of our study are as following. First, we present the results of the largest study to test systolic and diastolic dyssynchrony using GSPEC MPI to be published to date. Further, we implemented a control group of patients without coronary artery disease or heart failure to establish new normal values for systolic and diastolic dyssynchrony. Thus, this represents actually the largest control group to ever establish normal values for diastolic dyssynchrony. We used a new software to measure diastolic dyssynchrony with only very few publications published to date. In this quarter with long-term outcomes, the results question whether there is a sign or association between left ventricular mechanical dyssynchrony, systolic or diastolic, and clinical outcomes as it pertains to coexisting diagnosis of heart failure and thus questions some of the pre-existing literature, which is mostly based on echocardiographic studies, and notably uh, much smaller studies than the study presented here. Some notable limitations need to be uh, mentioned. Most importantly, the population here had only a quarter of patients with heart failure, and the majority of the patients had heart failure with preserved ejection fraction with an ejection fraction of greater than 50%. Further, it's notable that the patients we studied here did not have simply heart failure, but in all cases had coronary artery disease with concomitant heart failure. And finally, another limitation is that the assessment of left ventricular mechanical dyssynchrony occurred only at baseline without serial assessment, which could have improved some of our prognostic 
values and could have distinguished some of the differences that other studies have seen before us. Thank you very much.